that moment just made me like cringe because it just felt like the super like overhyped dude. Who, it like, did, but I was like, you're out drinking with your friends, and there's just that one guy who's just so loud and like Stark, 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 and it's like, all right, all right, fun. Like, okay. <laughs> What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler review podcast of George R. R. Martin's The Song of Ice and Fire series. Currently reading A Clash of Kings, I'm Nate, and joining me as always is my brother, Zach. Ayo! That's him. What up? Yo. <laughs> So, if you've joined us before, you know that we are a full spoiler reread podcast. If you have not been here, we are full spoiler. So, you've been warned. If you have uh, issues with that, go read them. Come back. We'll Logic. You know. Yeah. So, last episode, we were reading Johnny Boy. John 1. John 1. <clears throat> yeah. We got the current events at the wall, which is they are all preparing to range north. Sam is going with them, taking care of the ravens in Eamon's spot, and was tasked with gathering up maps of wildling villages and the like. John did some chit-chatting with Donald Noy, and Donald Noy proved to be amiable. He's cool. Badass. He's a cool dude. And he gave us a sweet line about the Baratheon brothers, and John is struggling with Rob being named king, and Mormont questioned him, him a little bit that. on that, <laughs> and compared him to Maester Eamon, and essentially said, yeah, you know, keep your head on straight. As we go north, and it's about what you choose to do, not, you know, yeah, but what you think you should. This so, episode, we are reading Catelyn 1, the very first point of view of Lady Stark, Lady Stoneheart. Correct. So, when we left Catelyn in Game of Thrones, they had taken counsel at River Run, and while Catelyn was hoping some sort of peace could be made, or maybe even alliance with Lord Renly or Lord Stannis that they might have a hope, but the Northern Lords shit all over that, saying that they don't need Stannis, they don't need Renly, what do they know of the North? And they sure as shit don't need no Lannister ruling them, so why shouldn't they rule themselves? And King Rob, of the North! Rob was heralded King, King of the, of the North. North! And Catelyn kind of thought, well, here we go now, because yeah. they, they want war, so here we go. And that's kind of where we pick it up, because Catelyn is reflecting on how her son's crown was fresh fresh from the forge, but seemed to rest heavily on the boy's head as he yeah. was fidgeting with it. Now, there hasn't been a crown for the King of the North in, like, 3,000 years or whatever it's been. Three centuries. And so 300 years. Um, when Torrin Stark had kneeled to Aegon the Conqueror, no one could say what he did with the actual crown. Right. But she does say that the armorers have actually done a fair job of duplicating how it sounded in the stories. And so it was an open circlet of hammered bronze incised with the runes of the first men, surmounted by nine black iron spikes wrought in the shape of long swords. And she thinks of uh, how there's no gold or silver or gemstones, only bronze and iron, because those were the blades of winter. The metals of winter. Metals, that too. <laughs> so I just thought it was interesting. Dark now, and strong to fight the cold. I was thinking iron. It's pure iron. Stannis is iron. Mm. Um, have you heard the theories that he is actually going to be the champion of the Great Other, the Frozen Waste? Stannis? Yeah. I, I've i heard, uh, I haven't read any like theories on it, but I've heard 
in comments, I want to say, on, like, Reddit and shit. That... Yeah, so there's a theory that was somebody had put forth that he'll be the one that's actually fighting oh, for, would, as, like, for the Night King. Yeah, that I don't know. Um, I just think that if that were to play out, that right there could be some crazy foreshadowing that in the chapter before he's no, referred to as pure iron by Donald Noy, and then in this chapter, Pure Iron is referred to as the Medal of Winter. Yeah, but they say that they're dark and strong to fight the cold. So True. So it would be kind of a... But I was more referring to the Medals of Cause, Winter. Yeah, yeah, but... no, I mean, I think it's interesting because most people tend to think that it may be Euron Greyjoy who will be aiding that, Well, the that's others. the other, yeah, him. Uh, and so if I also Stannis, had an interesting one today be... that it might be Arya instead. And so I thought that one was cool too. No, but Arya's blowing up King's Landing. I mean, I'm just I'm saying. not relenting on that. Uh, but as they they waited, they wait, were waiting right. in River Run's great hall and f- for a prisoner that was being brought to them. And Rob was fidgeting with his crown. Kevin's yeah, noticing. she says it's no easy thing to wear a crown, especially for a 15 year old boy. Well, she thinks it. She doesn't say it. I all mean, Joffrey's but... wearing it easy enough. So I was. I thought about that exact comparison right then. That Joffrey's the exact same age. It's because Rob was is raised by Ned, so he knows the weight of it. Well, that and he was named king. Well, Joffrey. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely different well, circumstances. Well, he, he definitely, you know, he well, went to Rob war as the Lord of Winterfell. The value of life and mm-hmm. death, whereas Joffrey doesn't. Well, that comprehend and Ned, that. Ned instilled the proper value. Well, that's so what he I mean. Is, is kind of Fagon because it's of that. Ned's ruling or Ned's fathering and Catelyn's mothering. Definitely, Rob knows the value of life, and Joffrey was raised by Robert Baratheon. Well, yeah. Robert Baratheon yeah, yeah, yeah. in air quotes, and Cersei Lannister, who. Clearly, those two aren't putting the appreciation of life before their own wants and needs to instruct their child. So, yeah, I really like the the, the kind of light that he shines yeah. there. That Rob is uncomfortable with being named a king. Not, not, and I'm sure it's not being named. You know, because what 15 year old wouldn't, love, wouldn't be, love the ego boost? But it's the power, the but responsibilities, the power now. and the fact that he has the morals and the compass. He there decides too. everything that yeah, happens. He from understands this point. the weight yeah, that comes with it because he's led men in war. Right. He understands the consequences of. He those sees actions. what a lord is supposed to do, and now he understands that he's ruling over the entire north. He, Whereas Joffrey saw what a king quote-unquote is supposed to do watching Robert drink and whore around yeah. and just thinks that that's what kingship is. King is just doing what you want, whatever yeah, exactly. you want. And Rob... Understands. As, just as the son of the Warden of the North had to leave a ho- lead a host to battle and make a war call like the Whispering Wood where a, he sent a bunch of his men to be slaughtered, essentially. Yeah. And it weighed heavily on him in the last chapter. And so... It's that it was a really good but really subtle comparison yeah. of Joffrey and Robb, and I liked it. But yeah, so the guards bring forth Cleos Frey. The guards, it's actually Robin Rygar, the captain of the River Run House Guard, but yeah. they bring Cleos Frey forward. And, and when they do, Rob draws his sword and laid it bare upon his knees, a threat. Plain well, because they all to see. offered the hilt from Cleos Frey's sword. Yeah. And he took that, but yeah, draws the blade and lays it across his lap. Which actually is something we got. Rob did that to Tyrion as well. Yeah. And it's a, it, that's a lord's threat, essentially, of you are not welcome here. And it, it's it's just brazen. It's very brazen. But as a king, for this moment a... right now, it's, it's meant to. Rob knows yeah. exactly what he's doing. And Catelyn thinks of Cleos Frey that he does not look a lion, though he was the son of Lady Jenna, Tywin's sister. 
He had none of the Lannister beauty, their fair hair or their green eyes. He had inherited his sire's looks, Sir Emmon Frey, Lord Walder's second son. Yeah. So he's a little rat-looking fuck. And it wasn't the sword that was making Cleos anxious. <laughs> it was Grey Wind. Yeah. Lean and smoke dark with eyes like molten gold. And he's, Grey Wind is just beside Rob, as he always is. And yeah, so we, we learned Cleos was taken during Whispering Wood. Right. He was fighting against them, and he was one of the ones captured with Jamie Lannister. And so Rob tells him to rise. And he's he does, and he thanks him. Thank you, my lord. Your grace. Lord Umber does not... Your grace. <laughs> I no. thought that was your fucking... Your <laughs> grace! And he gets all up in his face, because... Uh, He's the strongest and fiercest. He was the first one, Bannerman, and so yeah, because he was the first one to declare. Now he's kind of got to back that shit up, and so he's like, "You fucking mm mm, my lord." If I'm calling him your grace, you're calling him your grace, basically. And Cat thinks that Cleos was certainly more Frey than Lannister, as he responds with the correct titleage of your grace, Mm -hmm. because the Kingslayer would have never used that title. So it takes, I realized, a long time for us to hear the name Jamie in this chapter. Mm -hmm. Like, there's almost so no mention crazy. that they have him as a prisoner. Yeah, it's just kind of skirted yeah. over, and I and I really like that. And so Rob essentially tell lays it out that he would have Cleos deliver a message to his cousin Queen Cersei, though Cleos is once the message is delivered to resume his captivity and return. And <coughs> he vows oh. that he will. Of course, I will. Yeah, and he I says, mean. "You've said that in front of everybody here. You're, you know, your word's gonna be fucked if you don't." And he's gonna be sending him with thirty of his best men under a peace banner to offer some terms, terms yeah. for Cersei. Now, there's, I think it's, I wrote down four or five total. Um, well, before as, he, because yeah. he pulls out a, a, a parchment and is preparing to read these terms out. But Cat, while he's doing this, sees Lord Karstark in the back, yeah. shoving some fucking guards out of the way so that he can get the hell out of here because he is not happy about Rob this. Rob notices too, but yeah. does make no note. And so you don't. We won't learn that till this the minute, is super but... important because this is the dissension in Rob's ranks starting already. Yeah, Karstark wants the Lannisters dead. He doesn't want peace. He lost his two sons in Whispering Wood. And so he's fucking irate about it right now. And I think a third is missing as well. He, he's having a rough time with it. Yeah. And so he immediately just wants Jamie dead. He wants no peace terms. Fuck peace. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the beginning of the dissension that is happening amongst Rob's ranks yep. in it. It's fucking yeah. Catelyn's first right chapter there. in yeah, Clash she's... of Kings. So the terms. Um, before the terms, the sword hilt that was offered to Rob yes. first was offered by his squire Oliver. Oliver. And now Oliver is a fray, mm-hmm. and I just think it's very a fun dynamic that like this squire fray to the king presenting in the north the sword. is presenting the sword, and then he's the one that gives the parchment with the terms to Rob yeah. to read out, and Cleos is standing right there with the same fucking last name. On the like, other end of the thread yeah. of the sword. And so first term, Cersei is to release Sansa and Arya. They are going to be sent by boat to uh, White Harbor mm-hmm. and then escorted safely to Winterfell. In in that, the betrothal of Joffrey and Sansa is fucking done, ski. And once they are safe, he will release Cersei's cousins, some lowly, Willem Lannister yeah. and Tion Frey will be released and safely escorted wherever they wish to be led. Next. Next. 
Ned will have his bones returned to the north. And all of those of his household of guard the entire that traveled Asgard, south with him. So that they can have a proper burial. Now, Kat makes a little note in her head here that this is all her fault. Men had ridden south. Only bones return. And Ned had said something along those lines yeah. with his father the and his brother. Time and out, but she said, no, you must do your duty you to your king. You have to go and be the hand. Yeah, she's can't. taking on the guilt for it. And so, yeah, she's Third, taking it all. Uh, ice, ice will be returned to Rob here at River Run, delivered to his very hand. And I love that That's demand. Awesome. He wants his father's sword, man. And, like, could you imagine if he did get it? Like, as king of the north, fucking wielding ice. Dude, like it'd be sick. Fourth, the... Tywin when, uh, and Cersei will release all captives that were taken in the battle. Of uh, the Green Fork, yep. And Rob, Rob as well will release his, save Jamie Lannister alone. Who will remain hostage for Tywin's good behavior. And Kat sees Theon smiling at this point. Yeah, and thinks of his fucking smile um, where it's a jest that only he knows. I fucking hate him. Fuck Theon. And finally... Cersei and Joffrey are to denounce all claims to the North. They are not allowed to have any rights to the taxes, to any fucking laws, commands, no nothing north of the fucking neck. So the first four were, eh, okay, but you definitely lost it on the last one, Rob. There's no way Cersei has given up a part of that kingdom. And so he says that a new map with new borders will uh, has been drawn. And Tywin will withdraw from these new border lines and cease his raiding and pillaging. They will take ten highborn hostages, and Rob will release two of them, or one of them every two years. Yeah, two a year, every oh, year. Oh, two a year, yes. every year. Until they're so all So for free. five years. They will be treated as honored guests, which actually, this is a pretty Common standard. Thing, yeah. yeah, that's, that's what a standard practice. That's exactly what Theon is, yeah. And so he says that these are my terms. If the queen agrees to it, then we shall have peace. If she doesn't... And he whistles for Grey Wind. And that motherfucker's like, woof, 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 what, bitch? All up in Cleo's face. And so, yeah, there's, Cleo's kind of stutters for a minute, but Rob says, these are my terms. You are to leave at dawn, so you might want to rest up. Yeah, they tell him, he uh, tells somebody to get him dressed and fed and shit because he's leaving early and... Yeah, and then Rob says he's done with this shit. Uh, I'm done holding court for the day. Like So, deuce. before they did that, when, when, uh... The Great John starts shouting out Stark there for a second. I just really liked that Grey Wind came was there and starts howling after everybody start picked up the cheer. I skipped over that because that moment just made me like cringe because it just felt like the super like overhyped dude. Who, it like, did, but I was like, you're out drinking with your friends and there's just that one guy who's just so loud and like Stark, 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 and it's like, all right, all right, bud, Back, like, okay. Take, but he got other people doing it too. And then Grey Wind howled at the end to top it off. And so that's just what I like was that Grey Wind yeah. was pitching in. Uh, no, that, yeah, no, Grey Wind adding his voice to any cheer for Rob is always. Yeah, yeah. So they Rob, leave. Yeah, Rob leaves with Cat f- quickly behind. Um, Edmure it doesn't actually say that, I don't think. But I, Edmure? Yeah, yeah he yeah. just is there. And so I think it's just as a. The he also follows behind I, I a bit. I think it's. Uh, 
well, it's from Catelyn's point of view. I think she's, she's so a little used brother, to having a little like, brother trailing. That he's just not that, there. Yeah, it's just And that's favorite. what I th- was going to say, too. And so, so Cat tells Rob that he did well. You, you did right. well in there. Except for that fiasco with Grey Wind. Yeah. She did not like that. That was much more the actions of, of a, a boy. boy, not a king. But Rob is, like, scratching. He's like, he's a good as boy, Grey Wind. No. He was, did you see him? Did you see his face, though? He was shaking his little baby Frey boots. Admure is angry. As he speaks up, saying that we should not be asking for peace while my father's lands are being raided, and we should be marching on Harrenhal. And Catelyn immediately thinks, he says this, and he knows that we've not the men to do so. Yeah. Rob agrees to, and they, they begin to, uh, she talks of Karstark. Yeah. You need to nip this in the bud. Karstark yeah, yeah. is pissed. They want to march. Like, and so, yeah, he uh, he gives his crown off to Oliver yeah. and sends him out of there with it because it was bugging him. But, yeah, he tells him, like, he'll have a talk with him and get that handled. And Edmure's like, nah, dude, like, you don't realize it's not just Karstark. All of our lands are being burned and you're offering peace. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, Catelyn also thinks on the fact that she had told Rob that Cersei wanted Jamie and Jamie alone and yeah. would never trade the the girls for just two cousins. But she was finding that kings didn't listen half as attentively as sons did. And so we learned that there's a little dissension in the, the ranks yeah. there. And Rob so is starting to pull away a little bit. I think this one, though, and Edmure backs Rob, kind of, because he calls him boy, but... Rob has the right of it on this one because he says, you know, he he has to make sure that his lords are going to follow him because they made him king. Or she says that they made him king. They'll follow you because they they trust you. Whatever you do, whether it's peace or war, they're going to follow you because they made you the king. And he's like, they can unmake me just as easily. Mm. And then Kat says, yeah, but if we keep Jamie he here, be killed. he's going to be killed. Yeah. Somebody's going to kill him. She's, she's just grasping. She wants the girls. Right. Like she's, a, she's a terrified mother that her daughters are going to be killed, so she's grasping for any reason. Rob is being logical here. Yeah. Jamie Lannister is a battle <laughs> commander exactly. and Tywin's heir. Well, see, and that's Rob assures, tells her, like, he's safe. He's not going to be harmed right now. He's on con- constant watch. Nobody sees him without my consent. But I won't be trading Jamie, not even for my sisters. And that's when Catelyn makes this realization that he's taller than her now, and he's looking, looking down, down on, on her. Well, like I also thought it was, but in the condescending down on way, her as, as king yeah. now. And she she I think flares up a little bit in this. Oh that, yeah, realizing he's now taller than me in height and in status. Yeah. as Lady of Winterfell, I could tell him no. You are not marching to war, and he would have had to listen. Catelyn didn't do that because she had thought about doing that, commanding him to yeah. go back, and she could have. He was her son. She would have. He would have had to listen to her right. as Lady Winterfell, but she didn't now because. He's king. And now he's king. And now and so she, now he. he can't. So she flares up and says, "Yeah, are you afraid to have Sir Jaime back in the field that you might have to go against him?" And, and Grey Wind growls as if he sensed Rob's anger. Well, of course he did, and I think that's very important since we never get a Rob point of view to really kind of conduit to of emotion drive in that like he is just as connected to this wolf as Arya as John. Maybe not quite that point. No, but no, no. Like, I, I think I, I truly thing. do think it is because since we've met Rob in a Game of Thrones, he has not been able to show emotion. He has had to be the Lord. 
even with Bran when he goes in Bran's room and starts crying and holding Bran's hand because yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. losing. It. He can never. Yeah, that's being so the dark. Grey or... Wind is his emotional. Yeah, yeah. That's he. Grey Wind tells you what it's Rob kind of reminds me of that, feeling. That key and peace peel skit where, uh, what's his name is the anger outlet for the pre- for Barack Obama. Oh yeah, Obama's uh, the, the uh, anger, translator. Yeah, yeah. Trans- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I th- I definitely think it's that because Rob now is went from Lord and commander of this battalion going to war to king now yeah. he can't be scared he can't be angry at his mother he can't he's got to be but kingly he loses it here a little bit because uh Edmure comes up and says no the boy has the right of it and he's like motherfucker like i am the king i'm your king i'm not a fucking boy but even if i wanted to i could not give jamie for our sisters maybe I could have traded him for our Lord Father. The girls aren't important. Is that what you're saying? Karen says. And she knows. While she's saying it, she's kind of realizing, like... Oh, I'm being a bitch. Oh, shit. And Rob tells her, like... I'll do all I can for my sisters. My sisters, uh, you know, they are still family to me as well. I think that reminder is... The Queen has some sense. She'll accept my terms. If not... She'll rue the day she refused me. And then he shifts the conversation. Mother, are you sure you won't consent to go back to the twins? You'd be farther from the fighting and could meet Lord Frey's daughters to help me choose a bride. Yeah, and she immediately realizes he's trying to get rid of me. He wants me gone. Kings are not supposed to have mothers, and I tell him things that he does not wish to hear. But she tells him that he is old enough to choose a wife for himself, and she suggests... Or he suggests that she goes with Theon yeah, on ship. So this is where we first learn that Theon, uh, after escorting the or helping the Malisters escort some captives to Seaguard, he will then be catching a boat to the Iron Islands in a w- effort to sway Balin Greyjoy to assist in their efforts against the Lannisters. Mm. And he says to her that you could take ship from Winterfell from Seaguard. Bran and Rickon need you. And she thinks, and you do not, that is what you mean to say. But she says, my father has little time left. My place is here. I will not leave him before he goes. And he says, I could command you to go as king. I could. Well, yeah, and he, she during that, she did try to dissuade him from sending Theon for uh, a bit. No, that's 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 right after here. Oh, it's right when, after yeah, that. Yeah, when they oh, have I the just... Theon. Because I wrote down this quote because I thought it was super important. He says, I could command you to go as king. I could. And it's like, Catelyn ignored that. Like, I'm not, like, no. Like, you are still my son. Yeah, Like, yeah. we're not going to play this game, mm-hmm. like, as king if I wanted you to go. Catelyn ignored that. And so, yeah, she thinks now that, yeah, she'd sooner he sent someone else to Pike and kept Theon close to him. But Rob had asked her who better to treat with Balon Grey. Yeah, and she just lists off people that are anyone her. like and, anyone but because he doesn't see the, the what this is going to stir up for Theon and doesn't understand that he has been a hostage here, even if he hasn't been a hostage. See, here. I thought it was interesting here because she says anyone but Theon, and Rob squats down beside Grey Wind here and starts kind of like ruffling his fur, but he lowers himself before Catelyn now at this point to where now she is standing. And I I thought that shift was important because they're talking about Theon here. And 
Like I just I think this so is maybe the subliminal. Catlin is right. This here. is where Catlin Rob was is right. Correct. Yeah. And now Catlin is right. Right. And so it's because Rob says as he's kneeling and kind of ruffling Grey Witten's fur, he says, Dion has fought bravely for our house. He saved Bran from the wildlings, and I'll have need of Balon's ships. And she says, You'll have them sooner if you keep his son a hostage. And Rob retorts that he's been a hostage half his life. And Kat says, for good reason, Balon Greyjoy is not a man to be trusted. He once wore a crown, remember, and he may aspire to wear one again. God, he does. Like, and fuck. but fucking foolish Rob. Yeah. If I'm king in the north, let him be king in the Iron Islands. I will gladly give him this crown if he helps us bring down the Lannisters. And that, we learn from Theon's point of views, which we'll be getting here in, in quite a few chapters yet, but Balon will not accept a crown gifted to him by any... That's not the Iron yeah, Island's way. No, exactly. Like, and if Rob thought about that for a fucking second, this is a horrid idea. Yeah. Like, you are giving the only leverage you have to make this man be on your side away, and Catelyn has the right of it. He might aspire to wear a crown again. He's not going to accept... Like, He's got to pay the iron price. That's their yeah. whole fucking way of life. Like, that. and so Rob is done. He's he, fucking he done. He currently dismissed. Yep. I'm done talking of this. Theon will be going, and he turns and walks off. And she could only watch him go as yeah. he is her king, and that's it. Yeah. So she uh, she kind of gives us a quick shortcut path route to her father's chambers. Yeah. Um, she's thinking about the seasons a little bit here, mentioning that it's a uh, autumn. Yeah, and I I did like the the mention at the end of that little autumn speak was that autumn was terrifying because you never knew when your when the next harvest was going to be your last, mm. and it was just kind of yeah, it was this, a frightful time with yeah. winter looming, and that's where we're at in this story. Yeah. Winter is looming ominously over everything at this point, and so yeah, the cat chapters get very meta on the story as a whole. Like, yeah, and I do. really, I really am enjoying these cat chapters. But before we jump into cat visiting her father, we're gonna convene our small council and just take care of our normal shit. So we'll be quick, and we'll be back. See you on the other side. up guys yep. welcome to the small council so yeah we just real quick want to touch base with you uh we every episode like to read our inductees at the end of the episode or if we get patreon subscribers we like to shout them out as well so if you want to get in touch with us and write in some of your inductees or your thoughts questions comments concerns you can reach us in a variety of ways on social media i'm on twitter at carstark92 nate is on twitter at manners without which is also the instagram yes we are also able to be reached via email, which is constantly monitored by our IT team known as Zach and Nate. <laughs> and that is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Hey. And then we also have our Facebook group, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. What else do we got out there? Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash without man. Got some good episodes up on Patreon. A new one will be <clears throat> recorded and put out soon. Very soon. And, uh,. The holidays kind of put a wrench in some things sometimes. Ho, so. ho, fucking ho, you filthy animals. Yeah, okay. 
I'm not a fan of the holidays. I guess so. Yeah, me neither. Whatever. Fuck the holidays. All right. Well, fuck the holidays. Um, and let's... Make sure you leave us rates and reviews. Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Stitcher, those are cool, I guess. You know, everywhere. They're <laughs> no, great. Cool. We love them. We appreciate you guys. And we'll let you get back to the episode as Hoster Tully's just, you know, coming He's us. waiting. He's not going anywhere. True. So she arrives at her father's room. Hoster Tully was abed, asleep when she entered, and small and frail by the death that was growing within him. And it makes her sad, because he used to be a... Big I mean, guy. this is, you know, any aging parent, you know, their their, their body mass is reducing. Yeah. They're a shell of what they used to be like. Yeah, cat is... Dealing with some shit. I mean, good on Hoster for like well, surviving yeah, like I mean, to this age. He and, just like, looks that's like a feat in he's just world. an old dude on hospice at this point. Yeah, like. exactly. And beside his bed, still armored, sat the blackfish. His boots all muddy, and clearly he just came in from the road. He was yeah. the commander of Rob's scouts and outriders. And she asks, "Does Rob know you've returned, Uncle?" And straight here, as Rob was in council when I arrived, and he'll want to hear what I have to say in private. And so. He asks about his brother. Yeah. And she tells him that it's much of the same. He sleeps a lot because of the dream wine and milk of the poppy. Otherwise, he's been talking about people long dead and times long past. Uh, Tansy? Yeah. So I would imagine there's a lot of that being tossed around yep. right now. We're definitely going to be catching that soon. In Tansy here. will be coming up soon. Probably yeah, the next chapter, I would say. He dies in yeah, this like, book. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, she notes that. Though there was a strong dislike between these two, there's a stronger bond of, yeah, the Blackfish never married when Hoster demanded it, but these two are close. They, they're, there is a very strong bond here, and she asks, and, and eventually she asks about the report that he mentioned that Rob would want to hear. Yeah, yeah. And they, he tells her, come, come with me, and they step out onto the balcony of Lord Hoster's solar, and he yeah. looks up at the comet. Here it is. My men call it the Red Messenger. But what is the message? Yeah, and so she goes in about how the great John told Rob that the gods have laid out a flag, unfurled a flag for the vengeance of Ned. I, I miss. I, I do you have the quote written down? Uh, uh, unfurled a banner of vengeance for Ned. That yeah. So that was pretty close. But um, Edmure sees a fish and says that it's an omen of their victory. That is dumb. I think he's dumb. I Catelyn does too, because I wish I had their faith. Crimson is a Lannister color. Yeah. And then is that where he mentions that it's not even crimson? It's like mud and red and blood. That ain't crimson or Tully red. It's blood, child, smeared across the sky. And Catelyn asks him, our blood or theirs? Was there ever a war where only one side bled? The Riverlands are awash in blood and flame, all around the god's eye. Black water almost up to the twins. Beric Dondarrion raids the raiders, falling on Tywin's foragers and disappearing into the woods. Sir Burton Craighall was boasting he had slain Dondarrion until he led his men into one of Dondarrion's traps that killed them all. Yak, yak, yak. Who's out in the Riverlands? Just yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Barrick's on. So yeah, again we get 
Another death. Another death. Um, and another revival. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention that he brought up that Mark Piper and Carl Vance yes. had made some actual, some victories in the Riverlands there once they had been dismissed by Edmure to go and help, but they're only They're two. scattered. The yeah. rest are fucking yeah, scattered that's when like he says, sheep. Um, Cause Cat, well, Cat also yeah, she offers a little prayer for them. Yes, she says some of Ned's men went with that yeah, Lord gods preserve them. So. Like fuck those, yeah, Good. fuck yeah, Sweet. those guys. And but he says that the bannermen of River Run are in a much worse spot because once Edmure sent them off, they scattered, all trying to hold their own lands yep. and their own places and not looking out for another, and they've just been getting massacred. So we learn that the Dairymen had recaptured their lord's keep. But Gregor Clegane descended upon them and put all to their sword, even their lord. And Catelyn is horrified as he was just a child. Derry was just a child, and he was the last of his line, which she even notes would make a great hostage. He would get a high price for being the very last yep. of his line. Like nope. But Gregor didn't give a shit because he's not interested in money. And he's... she, Cat, starts thinking about what she's lost, and she still thinks that she there's days where she wakes up and she doesn't remember right away that Ned is gone. It's still hard to believe. Yeah, and so while Brendan was going on about Gregor, Cat reminds him that Gregor is just a cat's paw of Tywin Lannister, the true danger. Yeah. And Brendan agrees and mentions though that Clegane isn't the only one wreaking havoc. Isn't in the only his dog name. he's loose. Yeah. Which is such a fun yeah. way of saying it. And so he also mentions that Sir Amory Lorch is out there burning down some shit. But sell swords out of Cohor, men who would sooner maim than kill. Tywin wants anger. He wants us angry. He even terror has its purpose. He wishes to provoke us into battle. He wants to bait them into attacking Harrenhal. And Cat tells him that Rob is about to give him his wish because he's restless and his men are ready to urge him into battle. And she she thinks how they're even referring to him or acting like he's practically fucking Aegon the Conqueror yeah, at this point. Blackfish calls him fools. Tywin wants us to march. That That's the f- worst thing we could do. And then we get the background of Harrenhal. Yeah, we do. Harrenhal, built by the prideful King Black Heron, taking 40 years to build. Thousands died during its constructions. Werewoods were felled by the hundreds as forests around it were just completely used up for the construction. And at last complete, the day King Heron took up residence... Aegon the Conqueror came ashore at King's Landing. Cat recalls old Nan telling her children the, t- the story, and King Heron learned that thick walls and high towers are small use against dragons, for dragons fly, and Heron and all his line perished in the fires that consumed Heron Hall, and every house that has held the land since has met with misfortune. So, A, you trailed off. Talk louder. I We're can't. on a podcast. Second, to elaborate a little bit further for those who may not know, uh, Aegon went in and offered them peace. He said, come out here, lay down your swords, and bend the knee, and you'll be just fine. You can keep your lands and do your thing. Um, Heron refused to come out, and Aegon was like, all right. And then just melted the fucking tower. Mm. Flew over, and he burned it so long. Was it because it was, uh, was that Beleriand? Where the fuck did he ride? Yeah. 
It was Blaren, yeah. Burned this fucking tower to the point where it was molting, molten red. This is all stuff from a, uh, Fire and Blood yeah. and shit. So, but yeah, so Harrenhal's still an imposing place, though. Uh, like people. Well, think yeah, it's haunted, I mean the towers still but, stand. They're just like melted candles, and the walls are still. Yeah, because he didn't have to use do anything to the walls. No. he just flew over them and Burned melted them, the towers. Yeah, fuck that. But Catelyn definitely doesn't want Rob there at Harrenhal. Yeah, they have to do something and. Blackfish says in soon, as there's word of a new host gathering at Casterly Rock. Yeah, this being, is the true news that he was actually Being bringing. led by Sir Stafford Lannister and Catelyn. And, and Rob must be told at once. And he says that we do have time. That host is untrained, and Tywin will not... Is not the Kingslayer. He will. He's not rash. He will wait until they are trained and ready to be led afield. Yeah, wait until we... And so Cat realizes that they can't do anything unless he comes out. So they have to make him come out. And Blackfish is like, all right, how? Fucking how? And she's like, King Renly. Mm. And I really like that he just, it clicks for him. And he's like, he smiles. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, perhaps, but he'll want something. And with a, he says it with a dangerous smile. Yeah. And she says, he'll want what kings always want. Homage. Mm, yeah, she'll it. want he'll want me to grovel and like sure I'll grovel if it means getting help, getting Tywin rooted out and so yeah it's it's a really good close like unlike the John one where I said I thought it kind of farted out this one I think that's such a strong <laughs> line to end it on and the banter with the Blackfish and Catelyn is primo yeah there's a lot of good stuff in this one with uh, a lot of different people so do you have an inductee yeah. Grey Wind. I'm just going for it because it was going to be Blackfish. It could have been Catelyn, but Grey Wind because, yeah, I really like the fact that Grey Wind becomes this mouthpiece for Rob, this conduit for him. And this reread especially, it's fun to watch what Grey Wind's doing in correlation to what Rob is doing and experiencing and thinking. And then just sort of the perspective uh, changes where, like, when Rob was wrong about Theon and kind of lowered himself, he was... He seemed more like a kid because he like kind of grabbed onto yeah. Grey Wind like, uh, and he had his crown sent like away. Like Rickon and... does with yeah, the Shaggy, Shaggy Dog, Dog kind of just ruffling him. And so yeah, Grey Wind because the wolves are fucking sweet. Sweet. You got one. Uh, it was gonna be Grey Wind, Correct. but I'm going to go with Old Nan because Old Nan's even in like her stories even resonate with fucking Cat. Even Cat's like I remember this from Old Nan's story. Yeah, no, hold on. Let me tell you about Heron Hall real quick. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. Let me tell you about Aegon the Conqueror. No, Old Nan told me. She was when she was drinking some wine with Aegon, she she told me about this story when she was hanging out with him. So it's cool. No. Old Nan cuz she once again is influencing the entire fucking world. Yeah, Old Nan is god. And so <laughs> Zach's but- going to also read our our favorite French fry, Julian's inductee, because yeah. he wrote in, as always. He says, Thank you very much. About this chapter, here's what I wrote. Still very interesting here to match Catelyn's thoughts with her words. She's a very smart and human character. Every single one of her chapters has been a delight to me. Of course. Of fucking course. We can here, obviously, imagine what she must be f- feeling kind of excluded by her son. Even more, knowing how right she is to be weary. Theon, Karstark, she has it all figured out for God's sakes. In the end of the chapter, Kat and her uncle make such an intelligent pair. Loved that dialogue. As for my inductee, I would like to bring in the great Beric Dondarrion. 
bravely defending the innocent with Thoros and, it seems, dying over and over again doing so. I am waiting to read the book explanation about that. It's a good one. It's really good. Already being among the clever ones in the tales, that does sound good. All hair, hail to Beric Dondarrion, who inspired the name of the goodest boy around the podcast, Zax Husky. Big up. And who inspired the name of the podcast itself. Kind of. <clears throat> Valor Dondarius. Valor Dondarius. Great inductee, like Julian. Good um, one. Yeah, no, uh... The, the Brotherhood Without Banners, obviously, helped inspire us. Um, that and we're assholes. I, we just really liked the... I really liked the idea of this sort of Robin Hood-esque guild. And, mm-hmm. again, for you in particular, we won't get too spoiler into it now that it's not really necessary, but there's a fun sort of twist on the Robin Hood tale that occurs with that group, and it's really interesting to watch. And so, yeah, that was a really good inductee, because I do love watching them dive in and out of yeah. these like just little reports here and there uh-huh. like yep barracks on darian well, still we fucking keep, we keep getting fucking these, with shit well it's funny because we didn't know the first well as we are rereading it we know but they it, fucked the, up his name the first few mentions it wasn't even the correct name mm-hmm. and they were hearing these whispers so like those aren't even attached to him just yet yeah. but we know each of these instances every time there's been a report about Beric Dondarrion Thoris of Mir fucking shit up in the Riverlands yeah it's good shit but, man yeah so really excited next chapter we will be reading is going to be Tyrion 2 his second chapter Tyrion's gonna be Fucking Jano slint up, and I have never been more excited Yo, yet to read a chapter on the podcast. So, so excited to get some of this stuff. From yeah, Tyrion. that one's gonna be great. So send us in your inductees for that, or any of the ones that are upcoming. Yeah, I think after that is is it Arya three, and then I th- and then Davos. I think so. Yes, but I'm not 100. percent Tyrion I'm, two is for sure the next episode. I'm giddy for Davos. I'm I'm giddy for this book. It, yeah, it's, it's our, like so now that we're starting again. to get into. The second chapter for people, the groundwork's kind of been established. So, yeah, like, even for, place. and I like the way he did it in this chapter with Theon, because Theon becomes a point of view chapter here in like eight more yeah. chapters. He laid the groundwork for Theon. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to get him on the boat. We get his arrival at Pike. Like, yeah. we're not going to see him bringing with the Malisters, the captives, right. the Sea Guard. We pick up at Pike, and like, it's a brilliant way to do to, it. That, like, why, oh, yeah, that's right. He was going there. But he hasn't had a point of view chapter. How the fuck do I know that? Yeah. Oh, because it was this little yeah, fucking yeah, size. we learned it. But, cap. yeah, so get us your inductees, and we will catch you on the next episode. Valor Harris. Peace.